It's Time for Living Your Purpose, a motivational and inspirational podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Nielsen. I'm here with my lovely wife, Joyce, and we are so excited about this Living Your Purpose podcast. It's going on over a month now, and we've had some great topics, heard from a lot of you uh, with questions that you wanted answered, and um, we want you to keep um, emailing us and, and telling us what you want to hear, uh, peter at peternielsen.com, or you could go to our website at peternielsen.com and uh, just leave us an email. Find us on social media or under Peter N. Nielsen, inbox us. Really, this show is about you. It's about truly living your purpose for life. And I believe, I've said this over and over, but I believe we're born on purpose to live a purpose. And many people don't. They go through their whole life and they're just going through that Groundhog's Day and they never really get to living into that sweet spot, what I call um, just living with purpose. Because there's nothing more powerful, I believe, that God has instilled in us than that emotion of knowing definitively on why you're here and what your gifts are and how you could leave this planet Earth a better place when you go back home to see God. So um, I'm here with uh, Joyce and, um, you know, I'm so excited about what we're doing together. I must say I really enjoy working with you. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I really do. And today we're going to be talking about something that I feel is the core, the the centerpiece, uh, the main pillar um, of being successful with living your purpose. And what it's all about is really being um, spiritually fit. You know, I've won 50 bodybuilding titles. Um, I was very sick. Uh, born with an incurable condition called Crohn's disease, two death experiences, a really a tough childhood. But what I will say is that once, with God's help, I got my life back, only then did my life open up and that I was able to live a purposeful life. There is no way, there is no way in this world that you can live a purposeful life, do what you're called to do if you're unhealthy. So it's important to be physically fit. And a lot of people are on that mission right now. And I applaud you. And it's important to be nutritionally fit where you're eating the right things, psychologically fit. But I believe with every cell that's inside my body that if you're not fit from the inside, from your soul, from the spirit that dwells in you, that helps you make decisions every day. Um, I believe that my faith, that um, the God who dwells in me, the light, the love that transcends from me believing in my faith and having hope um, and belief, I believe that only gives me more enthusiasm, um, more confirmation to live that purpose-filled life. I mean, you have lived an amazing life as well, Joyce, and it's like we've talked about this so much. If someone, they could have the greatest gym, they could have three memberships in their in their purse or in their wallet for different health clubs. They could have a great 
world-class health club at their home. They could have a chef um, cooking all their meals. But if they're not strong, if they're not spiritually fit on the inside, uh, we've talked about this. It's like almost their lives start eroding because they can't handle some of the stuff and it makes it more difficult to work out, makes it more strenuous to eat right or make good decisions in relationships. Would you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And to me, being spiritually fit, it's living in a meaningful way in a relationship that's outside of the self. So it's finding that connection within you, assessing your values and your beliefs and applying it to living your purpose. You know, and in saying that, you, you just kind of provoked my my spirit to say, and, and I'm thinking about this, but, you know, I've been in the health club business. I've owned um, many health clubs throughout this country for 28 consecutive years. And one of, I would say, the common denominators of people failing is that, yeah, they may have had the money to, to train with me for personal training. They may have had... Um, you know, great eating habits, um, you know, equipment at home. They love to uh, work out. But when life happens, and it does, it's not if it's going to happen, but something will happen, whether it's a curveball that life throws at you, whether it's um, a sickness, uh, whether it's divorce, whether it's losing a job, a loved one, betrayal, hurt, that's when you need to be strong on the inside. And really, um, I mean, faith is for many people that know me and know of me. Uh, it's the core. It's the center stone of, of who I am. So when the walls are collapsing beside me, I could be in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the ocean. I still have this peace because I worked on becoming spiritually fit. First Timothy in the in the in the, the real big book, the good book, the bestseller of all times, the Bible, it says, train yourself to be godly. We as humans, <laughs> you know, we don't think that way. We're sinners. We make mistakes. Uh, that's how we learn. But the beautiful thing is is that if you truly become, I call, evenly yoked from the inside out, only then are you going to be able to, in my opinion, accomplish what you want to accomplish. And just to reiterate, so many people will fail a macronutrient meal plan, will fail even getting up in the morning to meet me at a health club, um, will fail at the breakfast, lunch, and dinner table um, because something on the inside is in torment. Something on the inside doesn't have enough discipline or recognition that we can't do it alone. We need to lean on our Heavenly Father. We need to have that faith to move forward. Um, and the beautiful thing I think that God, our Creator, does is He gives us glimpses of what's ahead of us, but He doesn't give us the whole picture. I think if he gave us the whole picture or if he gave me some of the picture of how my life was going to go in my first quarter of my life, I would have crumbled and crawled into the corner into a, you know, a fetus position. So it's really important to be 
um, spiritually fit. And I think one of the things, even in relationships, Joyce, I think people could have the best intentions. I think people could be successful in business. But I think that when someone's not spiritually fit, then maybe the next best thing is attractive. Maybe, you know, an affair is around the corner. Maybe something looks good and someone thinks that the grass is greener on the other side. I say that because it's the discipline of, of you know, nutritionally and on a fitness standpoint is to be dedicated to working out or to eating good. You, you need to be disciplined, but you also need to be even more disciplined on the inside where that needs to be your GPS to determine what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. And I feel that when people become more spiritually fit, more in tune with their inner spirituality, I believe they become more successful on the outside because that's where our strength comes from. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. I agree 100%. And when you're living in your faith, you really, you have that moral compass and you find Amen. that you're more grateful for things in life. And then when you're living with gratitude, it, it's just a whole, like you mentioned before, this that inner peace and a different perspective on life. And that's really, you know, another part of being spiritually fit. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and if I could, just on what you just said, there's not a day that goes by and I give everyone this application to try even tomorrow and it's even if you're not spiritual and you're like well you know I don't know if I believe in anything and you know and you're living in the now uh, what I do is I challenge you tomorrow morning when you wake up before you get out of bed before you turn on the news the television the radio take the dog out <laughs> you know brush your teeth just lay there for a moment and fill, as Joyce said, fill your mind with things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And reflection. And reflection. On the good and the bad. Right, because, you know, I mean, a, a great example is that even like something that I, I wrote on social media, you know, you shared something and we didn't even know what we were sharing a similar thing. And I write, you know, I'm stronger because... I had to be, I'm smarter because of my mistakes, happier because of the sadness I've known, and now wiser because I've learned. And what Joyce just said about reflecting, I, I couldn't appreciate a sunset or a sunrise if I haven't been in a storm. And I couldn't appreciate this amazing marriage that I'm in with the love of my life, this woman that's right beside me right now, if I didn't have some terrible or a toxic relationship or two in my life that was just a disaster. But it real, I mean, coming full circle, it's like when you're in the, when you get up in the morning and you're filled with gratitude and you start speaking life into yourself and saying, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my spouse. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for the life that God has given me, my health. I'm grateful that I don't have the Crohn's disease 
and it's out of remission. I'm grateful that I don't have pain today. When you have that mindset, by the time you get out of bed and walk to your kitchen, you're walking into that, that space in your mind, and there's no way your brain, that organ, could literally do both. You can't be grateful and have anxiety, have sadness, um, have depression, have anger in the same mind that is grateful and that is speaking life into yourself. You can't do it. You can do it separately, which many people do, but I'm just challenging you tomorrow, and it's just a beautiful, another step, another application, another example on how you could be living your purpose for life, how you can be getting closer to that sweet spot of truly doing what you were called to do. We all have gifts. We're all talented. We're all one of a kind. We're all masterpieces. And many of us just helter-skelter and just like live for the moment. And as Joyce was saying, when you don't have morals, when you don't have spiritual fitness, then you make, excuse my expression, stupid, dumb mistakes. You can take an amazing marriage on someone that loves you and you're looking at someone in a miniskirt and you're going to do something stupid. That's not being spiritually fit. Or if you want to take it in the gym, you could work out, spend $1,500 an hour on myself or $100 an hour on some other trainer and you basically could get a good workout. But if you come home and you're having a you know, a whole pizza pie, or you're having, you know, a steak with cheese with artery clogging fat, a heart attack on a plate, waiting fat. That's not being nutritionally disciplined. That's not being um, physically fit on a mindset. That's not being psychologically fit. But as I mentioned before, it all starts from within. And when you do have morals, it will tell you the difference. It will be, as Joyce said, it will be your navigation system. It will be your GPS. I used to have a to-do list all the time. And what I do now is after those 15 minutes of gratitude, I listen to the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. I become more disciplined, more spiritually fit, because when I get out of my own way, life opens up. And God is right there, that that beautiful spirit that dwells in his love, his light, his hope, his joy is within. And if I'm not full of self, then I'm allowing him to enter into my world. And it's only going to get me closer to living my purpose. It's only going to get me closer being disciplined in the things that are the most important in life. You know, we talk about money, we talk about fame, we talk about occupation, but you know what's really important? Family, God, love, relationships. And the only way that you can truly, in my opinion, have a successful relationship is when you're spiritually fit and you get out of your own way and you put the other person first. <laughs> That's God's love is when you take self out of it, there's something bigger than you, there's something more important than you, and you need to choose to be a good husband or wife. You need to choose uh, to be a good worker or to be a good uh, student at the breakfast, lunch, and dinner table. 
But again, it comes down to being spiritually fit. And if I could, I would love to just go over a couple of applications on really things that could help you. And, you know, I'm, I'm being uncut, uncensored here. That's why we put this podcast together. But I mean, what do we do during the day? Even if we get into a debate, what is your husband? What do I do? What do I say? I say, can we? And you say, can we pray? Can we pray? See, mm-hmm. because if we didn't depend on our spiritually, our spiritual fitness, our connection with something bigger and greater than us, and in my world, that is my creator. And to take it even uh, more, that's Jesus to me, you know. So if I didn't have that in me and I depended upon my own self and strength and intellect, most marriages will fail. If we want to take it even one step further, marriage wasn't made by man. Marriage was made to get closer to, to God. <laughs> to, it, was, it was his blueprint to truly give us uh, a way to navigate through um, life. And when we have a debate that I feel I don't have the intellect, I don't have the answers to, uh, anything that I'm saying is possibly making it worse, that's when I take a time out. I look at this amazing woman that I love, um, and I'm learning every day to communicate better. I'm learning every day on her language, her love language. So when I get stuck sometimes, my go-to is to pray. For, I, I'm sorry if yeah. I may, but for every major decision in yeah. our life. Yeah. I mean, before, before we video anything, mm-hmm. before we do our podcast, before I go into a meeting, I was at a meeting this morning, we prayed about it. It's just beautiful. And, and, you know, for some people that may sound a little, a little, you know, a little strange, but there's nothing strange about having God as your partner in your life. And that is how you're going to get more spiritually fit. That's how just the doors are going to open and God is going to blow the hinges off of them and work for you, not against you. When you try to do it with your own might, you're working on your your outer strengths, your your intellect, your 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 physical, you know. But if you don't have that inner strength, I believe that many people will fail. And for some people, even baby steps, if you don't feel comfortable praying to God, you can speak life into what you want to the universe. I mean, yeah. you can start there and just speak yeah. it out loud and manifest it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more positive than prophesizing your own future. And a great example, great example, um, Joyce, the great example is that um, if, if I say that I can't, um, I'll just, I can't stop eating cheeseburgers. If I say it, and if I say that I hate to sweat and go to the gym, um, then probably I am going to be eating cheeseburgers and my cholesterol is going to be up. I'm going to be fat and miserable 
and I'm definitely not going to go to the gym. But it's the same thing. I hear people all day long, this marriage sucks. And, you know, I mean, I have a, you know, a, a friend and he's like, he grass is greener on the other side. He's got an amazing woman at home. And he's, he's always like, his eyes always, one eye is always looking somewhere else. And I, I believe that it just being spiritually fit is going to give you the discipline to know and to choose which is right because love is a choice forgiveness is a choice uh, being a good partner is a choice and it's a daily choice you need to choose it every day even if your spouse is not lovable you still need to choose to love him or her and you know there's no perfect marriage what i even found out is besides praying is communicating and asking God for the wisdom to learn about what you are maybe having difficulties with. And all I know is that, you know, it's it's been almost, it'll be two years this June that we've been together. And all I can say is that I've learned so much about you. And there's been some moments that were difficult for me because I don't understand you. And it's like, I'm you know, there's that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. <laughs> Dr. Gray, um, amazing uh, psychiatrist, psychology guy, and bestseller book, uh, Times Three. And I had him on my radio show a few times, and I got so much out of it. I was asking him questions that other people were asking, but then I was asking him questions that I said other people were were asking, but they were questions that I wanted answered. So totally, um, my point is I learned so much and it created more um, intimacy in our marriage. It created more humility and it, it, it made me go to the application of becoming more physically fit. You know, I, I hope this topic just resonates with many of you today because you can have a great job. You can have a great car in the driveway. You could, you know, you can really have a great physique. But if you have weaknesses on the inside, um, eventually it's going to catch up to you with decision making, um, with what you're doing and how you're doing it. And a lot of times a person will blame other things, but I want you to evaluate this evening. Are you spiritually fit? What are you doing to, to become more nourished uh, spiritually? And hopefully some of the things that, you know, praying is amazing, uh, going to, um, I, you know, I've done for years men groups or Bible studies. Um, Iron sharpens iron. And if you want to be more spiritually fit, then you need to hang around with people that have similarities, that love the Lord, that, that literally want to live a, a life that's righteous, that wants to do good, that wants to portray light, his light, his love, that operate in love. You know, what do I, I always say? You are who your friends are. If you have most of your people that are not spiritually fit, they could be millionaires or billionaires, but they're going to crash and burn just like anybody else if they're not, you know, 
conditioned from the inside out. I mean, you know, I, I think that it's it's such an important topic, and so many people think it's just la di da or like, oh, you know, like like how do I even, you know, how do I even pray or like where do I even start? And a simple thing is, as you say, even just meditating and just spending alone time. When you spend alone time, you and I, we both like to spend. We're always together, but we both are very much loners, and we're both people that need God to fill our cup so that we can go and operate. Um, there's no way you can give if you're on empty, right? Yeah, it, it's during times of reflection that you refill your cup, and it helps you to develop a purpose that maybe you feel that you're lacking. It, it'll help to to gain that insight to guide you and to condition yourself to have that mindset that you're going to live a life that is something more meaningful and bigger than just the self. And I think when you're trying to live through a moral compass and, do, and live your life by those values, that that's when you feel spiritually whole and fit and that's when you see the world around you starts to open up and things start to change and you attract different kinds of people to you and and your life just becomes this whole new brighter version than it ever could have imagined i agree i mean even if i could even on how we met and this there's so many times i say to my wife man we have so many commonalities but think about it, what she just said, I love the word whole. If you become whole and you're allowing God in and he's possibly teaching and healing different aspects of your life and you're working on yourself, then you're going to attract that. If you're insecure or if you are in addict mode or if you are just in a state of insecurity or whatever the case is, you're going to attract that toxic relationship. It's just, it's a phenomenon and, and it's from the beginning of time. So if you truly love yourself and truly know God's love, which I believe is part of becoming spiritually fit, then you're going to have the ability to love others. My prayer over 18 years ago now was that I gave God the choice and I had to give him that. I had to allow him that. I had to give him access to that. You pick my bride. I want my bride to be your bride first. I want her to know your love and light and hope and joy and peace so that she can reflect that love, God's love to me. Everybody deserves that. But that is part of the process of becoming spiritually fit. And everything that Joyce just said is, I mean, is so critically important because, you know, the people that I'm going to mention, I'm not picking on, I'm not throwing under the bus, and there's just a few. But it's like a lot of these people, or let me, let me re rephrase that, a lot of people in general, humans, we are not equipped to deal with excess of anything if we don't have God in our lives, if we're not spiritually fit. Meaning, statistically, people that win the lottery and win a billion dollars or a half a billion dollars or 300, 
you know, million dollars. If they're not strong from the inside, usually they're broke within three years. That's not me saying it. That's just statistics on them just running amok. And then you have amazing uh, people in the the physical fitness sports world. Um, Tiger Woods, for one, and I, I root for underdogs. The guy was on the top of his game. He had literally over almost a billion dollars of endorsements. And his moral compass got messed up. He made some bad choices like many of us do, but it cost him his marriage. It cost him these endorsements. It happened to um, Mike Tyson. He owned the category of boxing. I mean, another a football player, O.J. Simpson, who was at the top of his game, um, just an amazing football player. And because of his moral compass, there was such critical mass mistakes. I call them fallen angels. They're on the top of their game. When you don't have that spiritual foundation on the inside, you become unstable and you start to unravel. And those are just a, a, a few examples of people that were the best of the best of the best. And because they weren't strong on the inside, they end up imploding. My hope and my prayer is that each and every one of you got something out of this. And if you're truly looking to live your purposeful life, you need to be strong and spiritually fit on the inside. If you want to ask us a question, just email us at peter at peternielsen.com. You can find us um, on social media, Instagram, Facebook at Peter N. Nielsen. You can hear our podcast, uh, social media, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, RSS um, feed, uh, or on your local radio station near you. So continue to move forward. Continue to believe again. And my hope is that this week is uh, one of the best weeks you ever had. But you truly need to believe in your own stuff. And I just want to say uh, I hope that each and every one of you have an amazing week.